Hi, uh, this is my first attempt at this new podcast that I'm going to start recording. Um, as of right now, the tentative title will be Talking About the Big Stuff with Michael Cole. Um, today, I have my best friend, business partner uh, with me, and that's Adam Betts. Uh, say hi, Adam. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Um so basically, the format that I'm, I'm hoping to create on this podcast is that we, we'll take one topic every episode. Um, I'll have different guests, and I will have you know a conversation about that topic. Um, gonna try to get into the big stuff about life. So um, this episode, I think we're gonna talk about the idea of friendship, um, but we'll talk about other big stuff. Uh, Adam really wanted to talk about like abortion and stuff like that, but. I said, you know, we'll start off slow and we'll we'll get there. Uh, so, anyway, why don't we um, start by telling telling everybody uh, who we both are? Um, so I'm Michael Cole. Uh, I am the creative behind uh, Chocolate Diamond Media, and I'm the diamond because a coal under pressure becomes a diamond, and and. Uh, yeah. And who are you, Adam? Tell us about yourself. Uh, I'm Adam Betts. Um, you know, I'm a customer service specialist. And uh, I'm just, you know, trying to make my way through life with Michael here, trying to figure it out the best way we can. Yeah. Um, so to give you guys a little bit of background on us, um, Adam and I met a little, about 15 years ago uh, working at... A cell phone company, which will we will not mention by name. Um, I don't want any trouble. And uh, and <laughs> the more I talk about them in these podcasts, the more I think that there might be some issues. Um, yeah, we we started working together. We quickly became um, friends, and then and you know I was the you were the best man at my wedding. I was the best man at your wedding. Um, it's been 15 years of basically being best friends. What are you looking at? No, I'm just thinking about that. 15 years. It's a long time. Yeah. Well, it was, it was, we met when you moved back to Massachusetts, uh, when you were about to have Adam. Yeah. And so Adam's going to be 15 this year, right? So it's been 15 years. 2007. Yeah. So, um, the, the big reason I think friendship's a good topic for us, um, obviously in addition to just, you know, being best friends is, um, you're the first friend that I made as an adult that I've hung on to for more than we'll say five years. Um, I'm still friends with some friends from high school, but like everyone else that I have become friends with, it's just been temporary based on location. Um, although if Brian Presley's listening to this, I became Brian, I became friends with Brian at about the same time as you. So he's, the I'm still first though. Just, just so he knows. I'm still I, I did know Brian first cause he worked at the store first, but I think hanging out outside of work, I, it was you first. So, um, so yeah, you can, you can have that, that it, Adam's very competitive with, uh, being my first of things. Uh, when I, Went to Disney World with my wife. 
for the first time that we went together, uh, he reminded me that he and I went to Disney World first, and so he can't he can't let other people have have those things. Yeah. So the reason, yeah, like I said, the reason I wanted to talk to you about friendship is it you know friendship is kind of a different thing when you become friends as an adult as you know as opposed to when you're kids like you know you know most of my teenage friends pat and you kind of know wes and it's just a drastically different relationship with those guys than it is with you um you know you and i kind of we bonded over just like movies movies Movies, and you wanting to make money yeah of course and me wanting to make (laughs) movies and you wanting to make money and you said hey movies are a way to make money so um we have yet to make a single dollar off of movies though so it'll come eventually yeah yeah after 15 years and starting a podcast it's yeah things are looking great um yeah i I think uh it's been it's been a strange um thing becoming an adult uh like being coming friends as an adult is is drastically different um, you know, ultimately when I was a kid, it was just proximity. You and I have not been, you know, when we first started hanging out, we were close, uh, because we worked together, but how long did we work together? Really? Like a year and a half, maybe. Yeah. I was about that before I transferred to another store. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you never lived close to me. So it was never like we were like you and you lived half an hour, 45 minutes away, yep. but it was never like you lived down the street or anything. So you know, my friendships with those guys have become long distance, but there was with both of them, there was four years of being in the same location all the time. And, and, you know, and, and we went, you know, friendship as it's not to diminish those friendships. It's just a different thing. And I think that friendship is, it's like, it's real weird, and I remember around the time that you and I were becoming friends, Wes and Pat were both moving away. Um, they, had, you know, graduated college and were starting to move away. Um, when I met Sarah, Pat moved away three weeks after I met Sarah, and so she met him. She came with me to his house the day that he drove to Chicago, drove off to Chicago, so so I could say goodbye, and and. One of the things that's been interesting is, you know, Sarah's four years younger than me, so she's got a little bit of different life. Uh, she hits life goals or things differently, and obviously it friendships between women can be different than friendships between men. But I remember when we got married, which was three years after we started dating, she her friends were starting to spread out. Um, she had a friend that had just her, she had a friend that had gone to Africa for two years. She had a friend that was moving to Texas, a friend that was um, moving across the country uh, to Portland. And she was like really worried about how how things were going. And I remember being like, yeah, when you get hit a certain age, your friends move away. Like it was like the most natural thing in the world. And and at that point, like, I think she held on to the fact that you and I, at that point, were the closest geographically to each other of all my friends. Um, but, like, we don't, you know, 
We've since we worked together, we've never seen each other probably more than what five times a year. Probably, yeah. Just because life gets so busy, and like you know, obviously because I have Sarah and now Logan, uh, like, and you have your kids and your wife, and like life is chaotic, and it's that's another element of where I think that like adult friendships are drastically different than kid friendships. Um, it's it's kind of nicer in a lot of ways. Like, you know, when we get to you know. So to give everybody an idea of what's going on right now, uh, my my wife and son are on or went on vacation a week earlier because they they have uh, well my son doesn't have vacation time he's six <laughs> but he has he's on vacation all summer but my wife has more vacation time than I do so she went up um, to Massachusetts to see uh, her best friend's gonna have a baby shower today um, and so they went up for that and I'm gonna meet him up there next week for the second week of their vacation. And so, like, we decided we would do a weekend. You and I decided we would do a weekend together. And, you know, six months ago, I did a weekend away with uh, Pat and Wes. And it is kind of so much more awesome than when, like, yeah, like, we don't see each other nearly as much as when, when that first year that we were hanging out at work. And we were every year, every day after work, we would go do, like, a movie or we would go to Matt's house and get drunk or whatever we would do. Um, Matt is... A friend of mine who is now my brother-in-law, but he wasn't my brother-in-law at the time. Um, but we would, you know, like those were like fun, and that there was like it was it was a really fun time hanging out and doing kind of nothing. But now, like you know, going and having like we have the money to do basically whatever the fuck we want. Like, not that you know, obviously, I I went fairly easy on the barbecue fest that we just went to, but like. I could have bought a I could have bought fifty dollars worth of food if I had wanted to and pigged out on it. I just didn't want to feel bad. Although that is part of the bad side of getting older, I guess. Is that like I can't just eat like a pig anymore. Um But it was it that's kinda like when I went to when I went away, you know, in six months ago, it was to, to Tucson and we hiked around the desert intoxicated and not you and I, uh, Pat and Wes, but like Adult friendship I is more ideal for me personally than being friends as a kid. Friends as a kid, I had no you had no money, you had like rules that you had to follow, not just like laws, but like be home by this time. Like if you and I wanted to, we could hang out till like three or four. We're probably not capable, but we could, you know. Well, I think, um, you know, friendships from when you're a child to now, you're, you're right, are drastically different because, you know, friendships when you're a child, you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life. Usually when you have friendship as an adult, you're, you're kind of already on that path to where you, you want to end up in life. Um, so, like, a lot of people that you're friends with in high school or, you know, you're like, oh, we're going to be friends forever or we're going to, you know move on and live together forever it, it doesn't end up turning out that way because you know people get in different schools mm. people say oh you know I, I really don't like living in massachusetts i want to go live in california now and you're not in that space where you want to go to california you you rather stay where you're at right now yeah so people are just kind of branching out so that's why a lot of the friendships when you're younger as opposed to like when you meet people in your adult life are different because using your adult life you're more than likely set where you're going to be or around where you're going to be and then as a kid you're like oh well you know i'm going to go to school for two years in lsu and then next year i'm going to go to 
Chicago University or whatever, you know, like you're just still trying to figure out life. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You know. Yeah. I think one thing that kind of is similar, though, is so I think there's like a sense of trauma bonding that makes friendships, too. Like as much as you and I bonded over uh, movies and and desire to make movies and money, um, you like I, I think we also bonded over the fact that we were dealing with. Yeah, we were in retail customer service in a very specific field because we were both cell phone technicians dealing with cranky brats from like literally like 13 to 99, like the crankiest, brattiest people. And we were dealing with that, getting yelled at. And then you think about, like I think about my friendships with, with my high school friends and it's like, we not that we were bonded, but bond not not bonded, not that we were bullied, but you know we had issues whether it was you know depression or you know just like all those adolescent trauma that goes through through your life, and like so there is that in common. Um, I do want to tell a story that I don't know if I've told you before about working at at the cell phone store. Uh, you tell me if you've heard it already, but I love telling it, so I'll tell it just for the podcast too. But um, I had this guy come in. You, I mean, you remember how we would have to do, we'd have to do contact transfers and like customers had no idea what was going on like half the time with what was going on on their phones and what we were moving over and stuff. And this guy came in and he, I, I was working on his phone and he thought it was taking too long. And so he decided to yell at me er, and start yelling at me. And he said, uh, it shouldn't take this long. What are you doing? Uh, it doesn't take the, he said, it doesn't take this long. And I said, I looked at him and I said, you don't know what the fuck I do. And I was like, so I'll excuse, uh, you, excuse me while I work on your phone and shut the fuck up. And I, because I just had it. You like you remember those days where you'd have yes, like definitely. ten assholes in a row, and I had this this guy yell, snapped at me, and as soon as I said it, like I hit that like oh shit moment in my head, and he goes, I want to talk to your manager, and he talked to, uh, and so I went and got Brian, not Brian Presley, but the other Brian. I don't know if you remember him. Canuck. No, no, the other Brian. Oh. Uh, the nice one oh. and I got the nice manager because I was like he will cut me as much slack as he is allowed to cut me so I went and got him and he talked with the customer for like the last 15 minutes of me fixing the phone and he comes over with the customer I give him back the phone and he walks off and he goes well, what, what did you say to that guy and I was like um, I told him he doesn't know what the fuck we do and that he can shut the fuck up and he goes oh he just said that you were doing a great job and that he respects he respects uh, the, the he respects the boldness with which you st- stand up for yourself and I was like oh okay I got the one person in Massachusetts who likes being yelled at and <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing because I should have been fired that day. But and it, it, I mean, I, I think it was the only time I lost it on a customer. And literally, he was like, either a masochist or just like, I respect that you are not taking shit. 
but did you have any fun stories like that no generally people like me so you know i don't have these issues oh customers loved me they most of the time it's just you know it's massachusetts people are angry and miserable all the time so that's true but i don't let people get to me that's the thing about it people get angry be angry for what 10 20 minutes about a cell phone guess what i'm still a happy person my life is still gonna go on no but there are times i did want to snap at people definitely yeah you know because we we worked in a place where people were um privileged let's say it that way yeah and they believed that everything should be done right away and they're they're number one in your heart yeah yeah and that wasn't always the case and they had to wait in line just like everybody else yeah they were some miserable people i do not miss that job I work at, at my job right now. I work in a cubicle next to somebody who answers call, calls most of the day and calls customers to check on them. And it's a drastically different process than what you and I used to go through. But I can hear her talking to customers sometimes. And I was like, oh, it's so rough. Like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. I mean, I, you know, everybody has to deal with annoying people. But it's one thing when you're expected to help 50 annoying people a day that are the most entitled people you're ever going to meet and god forbid you like drop one single little thing they're gonna like just lose their shit on you like you really are when you're working especially customer service and retail and like in cell phones you know specifically uh you are a human punching bag for these people and they do not see you as a human they they just want to come in and just like take their shit out on you Oh, I get that every day in my, my current job, too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, people do the same thing. But, you know, I just don't take it personal. You got to think about it. Even though that, um, you know, they come and yell at you, maybe it's their worst day of their life. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So you just got to just take it with a grain of salt and don't let it mess up the rest of your day. Yeah. Things like that. But it's been an interesting ride. It, de- it definitely has been from then till now. To see you grow up from, you know, the person that you were to the, you know, the responsible adult. I, I hate to say that. The responsible adult that you are now. You know, it, it's a big difference. A very big difference. And 15 years does make a big difference. Yeah. Seeing you as somebody that, you know, I didn't think it was going to have the life that he has now. I had a wife, a child, beautiful home, you know, excelling in his career. You know, just things like that that you don't see at the time when you first, you know, become friends with him. Because we were both broke. You know, you were living at home with your parents. I was living at home with my parents, you know, things like that. And to see where we've grown now to being able to be adults, functional adults. Yeah. You know, um, have families, have homes, um, pretty much do whatever we want to do and be able to fulfill our dreams without having to, you know, struggle like some some people do these days. Yeah. It's actually really nice. Yeah. It's It's very weird to think about the changes... You know, like, I mean, I'm three years older than you. So when we met, I was 23 and you were 20. And so, like, at that point in your life, it's enough of a difference. But you were about to be a dad. So, like, you were an adult in that way. Even though I really think you're not really an adult till, like, 23, 4, 5. You were an adult. More like 30, but okay. Yeah. (laughs) But, in the you know, you're an adult in the sense that you're about to have a kid. You, You, I think right from the start were a pretty good father considering you know you were younger i mean i, I didn't become a dad till i was almost 32 so like well, you and i had very different experiences with that 
but like it's really weird to see you know like you couldn't drink legally and now you're about to turn 40 and yeah that's true I mean, you're. I'm joking because you're going to be 35. Sarah does that to me all the time. She's like, "Well, you're almost 40." I'm like, "I've got two years left." But yeah. Well, you look like you're 40, so there you go. Yeah. Well, I think we both look like we're 40. So I've looked like I was 40 since we met. So that's probably like I used to get confused for much older at at the cell phone store. Uh, I would get people like very regularly making comments and i like uh, like alluding to stuff and i'd be like i don't know what you're talking about and they'd be like you remember this song came out when we were in high school and i'd be like what year did it come out and they'd be like 1985 and i'm like i was one and they're like you were one i'm like yeah i'm only at that point 23 or 4 or whatever i was and that happened a lot of times and i'm like i have a really old face um that same person from work that I was talking about who is customer service, she and I have a fairly similar dynamic. We give each other shit the way you and I give each other shit. And she has a huge crush on Trevor Noah. And she, we were talking about Trevor Noah one day, and someone said, oh, how old is Trevor Noah? I said, oh, he's the same age as me. And she said, ooh, he looks good for his age. And I was like, you don't know literally anything else about his age other than it's the same as mine. So what does that say about me? Like, and she's like, well, he looks good for his age. I'm like, he's actually six months older than me. Oh, he looks really good for his age then. And I was like, are you kidding me? Did she know how old you were at that time? Yeah. 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 This was only like three weeks, maybe a month ago. This was not long ago. But I don't know. Once I, I, I'm looking, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to like, as the grays are coming in on the side of my head, I'm like, I keep telling Sarah, I'm like, I'm going to look like a good, I'm going to be good looking with gray hair. Cause I have like, my hair hasn't made a decision in a while. It's like, is it blonde? Is it brown? I don't know. Like, but don't you have to start out as a good looking person to then end up as a good looking person? Or I'm, I'm just confused on that. Uh, well, I'm going to be... You can get better looking by aging. Like, think about... There's some guys who you're like, eh, they were goofy looking in their 20s, 30s, and now they're in their 50s. And you're like, yeah, they're kind of distinguished looking. Uh, usually that's like, you know, in their teenage years, and then by the time they're like they're 20, they get into the real, you know, good looking age. Uh, I don't think it works the way you think it does. Maybe in that one movie uh, with Brad Pitt. But other than that, I don't think it works that way. Yeah. No, I think it does. I think there's a. I can't think of an example, which is not helpful. But I think that typically, people like there is just like a a certain adultness that I do not think you get in your teen years. Like, I'm, maybe you haven't noticed this, but I noticed about four years ago or so that, like, m- for example. My arms and chest and stuff went from being that like scrawny looking little kid look to like, oh, this is like a man's body now. And like, and that was in my mid 30s. Like, I like literally like they had muscle. It didn't just look like, and it, it's not that, you know, like there's muscle that people who lift weights get, and then there's muscle that people who do shit because they are dads or workers you know like it's a different kind of body style and we i think you know what i'm talking about like 
I don't have these big pecs, but I or anything else, but like there's muscle on there because I'm constantly doing shit, lifting. Uh, at that point, two or three year old, and um, and uh, yeah, so like there is certain things that kind that of goofiness that kind of go away as you get older. No, that's true. You're right about that. I don't know about the body part, but yeah, you're right about that. Definitely with the looks. I am 100 percent right. You know, like the like. Look at uh, you. Logan's not here, but like Logan has these scrawny little arms. He has the like a little kid's body, and I feel like a lot of guys, especially guys who don't like lift or do anything like that, but have that body until way later than like teen years. Like you have that body until your twenties, thirties. But apparently you don't know what I'm talking about, but No, 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 I don't. Yeah. I also have like a different so I even though I'm overweight, I've always had my my weight has always been localized to my stomach, so I look like a giant turkey. So like most <laughs> overweight people have like a more spread out heaviness to their body style and I had like skinny arms and chest and then this big stomach and so i think that's part of what i'm talking about and now that you know i'm constantly having to move stuff for my wife and son and i have to oh we need you to do this chore that's really heavy because none of us can do it and like it's you know i can feel my body breaking every time it happens but it's looking like a man's (laughs) you know i'm talking about you know it I'll let you have that one. We'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> so I think a half hour is probably a good amount of time. We're at 26 minutes right now. Um, why don't we just do a couple like little things that I was hoping to, to do. So so I have a couple of questions that I think I'm going to ask on every episode. I just think they're like fun, get-to-know-people questions uh, for the audience. And so my first question is... Uh, what is to, to you know quickly tell us either a joke or or story of somebody making fun of you that you found amusing like something that you know um it'd probably be you and yeah. you you're telling me i sound like eddie murphy from shrek all the time i think that's the funniest one i always laugh at that when you tell that joke yeah and then you tell it to other people too not just me uh, you know? i have not done the voice in years oh okay so years. i don't even do okay. it with sarah well i feel like a lot of people started pointing out that i just sounded like a racist when they don't know you and i was uh, like well i don't want to sound like a racist and i don't even like if i'm in private with sarah i won't do it because i don't want logan to f- think that's what's going on like i don't want him to hear it and be like daddy's doing a black voice like i don't want that so like i <laughs> so i have really like not done the voice in a long time i do stand by and part of the problem is is your normal speaking voice and your like excited voice when you would like get excited with me were drastically different and so like when and when i say excited i mean like i cannot say it. i cannot do it without doing the voice and i'm not going to do the voice on here but like you would get you know like michael why are you being a little bitch you used to say that to me all the time and you you would get Way more Eddie Murphy-ish when you would say it. Can you just can you do the voice real quick? I have no idea what you're talking just about. Just say, Michael, you're being a little bitch the way you used to say it. Michael, you're being a little bitch. That is not how you used to say it. <laughs> you sounded like Eddie Murphy. But I don't do that voice anymore. 
I want to. It's really hard when I'm telling people about you not to do it. I literally have to. Like, I've I've stopped doing all like racial voices and like I actually all racial voices. I don't do gay voices. I don't do anything like because I don't want to like upset anybody. Um, I did do an impression of my mother at. Actually, my impression of most women sounds like a gay impression to a lot of people. It sounds and like Marge Simpson to me, but... What have I done? I don't... I never watched It sounds like every time you do so your wife's I've, voice, it sounds I've got, like Marge I've gotten Simpson. some shit for doing women voices, but... Uh, like, like specific women, not just women in general. Like, and But, yeah, I don't do the voices anymore. But it's sometimes very difficult to explain something without doing the voice and i've like had to like find my way around like not just your voice but like if you're like oh yeah and like and this person did you know said this thing which was funny because they had this accent i'm not gonna do the accent and like you know i think that's that's my little personal battle with uh like to to my thing to overcome with with political correctness but see that's the difference between being a child and being an adult because as a child you would have went and did the voice and not even care what anybody thought it's true but now as an adult you're more conscious i always cared but it's more front-loaded caring now where it's like i care ahead of time instead of once i accidentally upset somebody like i don't want to upset somebody so i won't do it as opposed to oh crap i upset somebody i shouldn't have done it that's true. So Let's it's see. more forethought and less regret. So you've learned something over the years. It's a surprise, but you know you've learned something. Yeah, something, one thing. <laughs> yeah, I think on that note, uh, we should wrap this episode up. We're over the thirty-minute mark, and I think there's some fat to trim. But uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, hopefully we can do another episode at some point um, together. But next uh the next episode will be me uh with a different guest and hopefully we can keep this format of topic talking about a big topic um and i i think we're gonna you know grow and and get some some good shit going i hope so thank you for having me on your show today michael i appreciate it thank you